the 32nd episode of the Talking Shop Podcast, where I'm going to take you through my three tips to absolutely crushing your public speaking. Now, public speaking, this this incredibly nerve-wracking topic is incredibly inevitable. You're going to have to publicly speak no matter where you go. If you're a student, if you're a coach, if I would assume most jobs, you're going to have to present at some point in time your stuff if you have clients and things like that. And this is super important, not only to get good grades, but if you want to share your knowledge, the stuff you're passionate about with the rest of the world, the limiting factor between your stuff going from your brain to whoever you want to affect's brain the limiting factor is your ability to communicate it. And that is why I'm very passionate about public speaking as a skill. I think it is overhyped, the importance, but I think it's undertaught. So that's why I wanted to share this with you. Not to give too much of the episode away, just enough to, to keep you in. I'll share my three tips with you, just the titles, not the content. Number one, no one is gonna say you spoke too slow or too loud. Number two, do your research slash prepare. Number three, practice. Now, although you might know what that stuff already means, I think it would 100% be worth your time to listen to my further uh, details on each. I share a little bit about my public speaking experience and why I think I'm qualified on the topic. And I think this is super important because it's super relevant. You can't escape it, so you might as well crush it. Let's get it going. Let's get better together. Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tometz, and I'm going to share lessons and experiences in sports performance and professional development. Now, on to the episode. On to the dreaded topic of public speaking. The reason why I want to make this episode is because it is inevitable. It is literally everywhere you go. And although I think public speaking as a term makes it a lot more formal than it is, and it's often thus associated with giving presentations in class and more formal settings and things like that, I would argue that it's basically in, in every career facet of your, of your life that you'll probably come across. So not only do you have it in school, but you go on to your master's, maybe a PhD, you're going to be presenting a thesis and things like that. If you want to uh, be part of an organization, you know you might have to give presentations and things like that. If you're a an employee, you know you have to share your work and stuff like that. If you have clients, you have to share what you're doing for them. So you know public speaking can be as little as one person to I've spoken to 500 people before. So. Public speaking is incredibly important and it's kind of just this assumed thing where it's like, it's literally just talking, but it's more than just talking, it's presenting and people never really tell you how to present. So first I want to share some of my public speaking resume, if you will, or background that I think, I think justifies me as having some valid points for uh, sharing 
tips and tricks about public speaking. I've done a lot of it in my in my 23-year young life, mostly coming from my undergraduate experience. I was in leadership for three organizations and I was the president of two. So I held weekly meetings in front of anywhere from 15 to 30 people. You know, some things were were more formal, less formal, but it was a presentation nonetheless where it was just me kind of running the show and doing things like that. And, you know, kind of just exposure therapy. <laughs> I remember I remember the first meeting I held for each of those organizations and man was I nervous. And still, you know, at the beginning of every meeting I I would still get nervous, but just a little bit less and less each time. And one of my favorites, now favorites in the moment, probably not, uh, public speaking experiences was when I spoke at our student athlete award ceremony, the Dogsbees, in front of 500 student athletes and and faculty coaches. That was absolutely crazy. And I, t- I told myself the whole, you know, however many weeks it was leading up to it. I was like, I'm just saying words. I got this. Like, no big deal. I'm totally not going to get nervous. And, you know, and then the, the day rolls around. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to get nervous. Like, it's just talking, whatever. And then you walk up to the stage and you're like, I I didn't. Like, you, you just can't s- simulate that, you know. Um, but I've, I've done a decent amount of public speaking, some formal more formal, some less. I've coached a lot as well, um, whether it be at at my undergrad, kind of as a teacher, but also uh, at TC Boost as a sports performance coach. So, you know, some professional, some formal, and kind of a little bit of everything in between. But first and foremost, this is the one most popular thing that I would say when providing advice to uh, younger people in the organizations I was in and you know the people that uh, were going to speak at the award ceremony you know the year after I left and and things like that and this is super simple no one is ever going to say you spoke too slow or that you spoke too loud the 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 two biggest things that I think people have issues with when it comes to public speaking is they speak too fast and they speak too quiet. They get nervous and then all their words come together and, and then they're not projecting to, to the back of the room. And then the people in the back of the room can't hear them and then it's just super awkward and it's just quickness rushing and you can just hear in their voice, you know, so... I I personally never have. If you have, share with me because I'd love to hear it. You know, someone finishes public speaking and I'm just like, man, they were just too loud. Or they were so slow. Their words just drew on. Of course, I just exaggerated right there. And I'm not saying that you have to scream and I'm not saying you have to pause between every word but keeping that in the back of your mind and whenever you come to a break kind of in your in your speaking in your set or whatever you want to call it just a mental check all right slow and loud or 
you know, if, if you have the ability to kind of um, assess yourself while you're speaking, be like, dang, I'm, I'm speaking a little fast, you know, slow it down. Or, or you know, I'm, I'm getting some weird, weird looks from the people in the back. I should probably speak louder. So just a simple, a simple, this isn't rocket science. People are going to complain that you spoke too loud or too quiet and too fast. So I say no one's ever going to say you spoke too slow and too loud. So slow yourself down. I know you, you'll get nervous, but slow yourself down and speak loud. Number two, and this is probably the quickest way to level up your public speaking or enhance you know, the, the take-home message. And this is preparing. And preparing, spoiler, spoiler alert, number three is practice. Preparing is different than practicing. So I'll, I'll put it like this. If you speak super eloquently, you speak slow, you speak loud, you use good hand gestures and all that jazz, but your actual words are disorganized and no one really knows what you're trying to get at and, and stuff like that, they can understand you clearly, but if they don't understand the actual message, the value, what they're supposed to get out of it, then it's kind of pointless. And then on the flip side, if you if you speak a little quick and you miss a point or two and you know if the people in the back kind of have to give a little bit extra focus to understand but the words are there the message is there it's easy to follow along with like logically in their in their head and if they you know take notes for example then they're still going to get something out of it so preparing means not just winging public speaking you know, sometimes if I have a little bit less uh, important public speaking obligation, I'll give myself a challenge to intentionally not prepare to see how well I can improv. And <laughs> kind of like podcasting, even though I have my notes right here, but I still want it to be, you know, authentic and genuine. But, you know, if if you think about public speaking nerves, this is the quickest way to to help uh, alleviate those or at least lessen them. So preparing means having your notes, having your main talking points, you know, understanding what they want to get out of your speech, you know, looking over if you're making a PowerPoint, make it a few days before and then review it and then edit it and then stuff like that to where when it comes time to actually publicly speak, and present your stuff, all you have to do is, is make the words come out of your mouth in an eloquent fashion. So I'm not saying have your, wor- have your speech word for word written out, but you know if you do, great. I can guarantee it's not going to go word for word how you plan it. But if you have everything prepared, besides actually putting it together and making those putting it together and making the actual speech, then I think you'll go into it a lot less nervous. Number three, practice. We, we talking about practice? Yeah, your boy is talking about practice. And I want to share a story first before I get into kind of the, the talking points. And, and this was my thesis. So my thesis proposal, I knew what it was. I knew the format of it. 
I knew why I was doing it. I knew who I was presenting to. I made my PowerPoint. I went over it with my advisor. I practiced it. Okay, so first I practiced it kind of just in my head, uh, running through it and whatnot. So kind of like the last step of preparing. Then I went over it uh, by myself once at my desk, speaking it out loud. I went over it with my roommate. And it was important that I went over it with my roommate, just, you know, in, in our living room, put my PowerPoint on the TV just because he is a master's of voice performance student. He's an opera singer from Austria, fun fact. And he had no idea what low monitoring was, sports science, sports performance for that matter. So it was a good challenge and test to see if I was explaining it to where the average person could, could understand it. So even if my first time practicing, I said everything perfect, I spoke slowly, I spoke loudly and all this stuff, and he had no idea what the heck was going on, then it was basically a, a wasted presentation. But next, I practiced with my thesis advisor, and this was super helpful because it was a little bit more specific feedback and stuff like that. So that was three times practicing. And then I practiced uh, with my roommate again, kind of with those main talking points out of the way, uh, or I improved it with my advisor's feedback. You know, so we're at four. I practiced with some of my coworkers. So people that were kind of in the middle of my roommate and my thesis advisor to where they knew what I was doing. Uh, one had already proposed, one hadn't, but they were preparing for their own. So just a little bit more specific audience, right? So that's five. Then I practiced with my thesis advisor one more time. So I, I went through it six times out loud in the span of uh, like a week, week and a half. So basically like every other day I was going through, well, we'll say two weeks. Every other day I was going through a full run of my thesis proposal. And this was like 30 minutes. And although I got kind of... <laughs> I got very tired of it actually by the end. When people asked how my thesis proposal went, I told them it went very well and that I'm glad that I prepared as much as I did, but then I was able to speak well kind of when the moment came. So not to say that I absolutely crushed it, but it was cool that I put in the, the work, I prepared our practice, and then it, it paid off when I, when I gave my thesis proposal, um, when I gave it well. So practicing, although this sounds a little cliche, the thing about cliches, as I hope you've heard before, but if you're, if you're new to TSP, welcome. Cliches are only cliches because they're overused, and they're overused because they're true. If they weren't true, people wouldn't use them so much to where they would be overused. So re regardless of the nerves, because you can't simulate that, speaking slowly, speaking loudly, being able to make up transitions and things like that and kind of fill in the dots that you don't have in your outlines on in your outline of your notes and things like that, you don't want to be doing during your actual, actual uh, presentation. You know, there was one slide 
that always trip me up of like my 30, what, 40 slides. And each time I got a little bit better at that slide. And I knew what bullet points and main talking points I had for that slide in my notes. But when it came time to actually talk about it, I just could not say that one slide well for whatever reason it was. But, you know, the more I practiced, the better I got at that specific slide and things like that. Last, a little, uh, little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Perspective moment, I guess. Is who the heck is going to remember about that time you said the wrong word or you took a pause or you rushed a little bit in your public speaking and stuff like that? Now, I'm just saying for the average person with, you know, the typical public speaking engagements. Do you remember every speech all of your classmates gave in freshman public speaking? You know, do you, do you remember the speeches that your coach, you know, messed up a few words or, you know, stuff like that? Do you think any of your athletes re- remember your, your messed up speeches or, or, you know, people still talk behind your back about, a speech you gave in class three semesters ago? No. And chances are, if they do, they need hobbies and better stuff to do with their time than talk about your poor public speaking. So just a little bit of perspective to where it's like, you're going to publicly speak. If you if you practice, you prepare, you deliver it to the best of your ability, then you really have nothing to worry about. So public speaking... You can own it. You can crush it. If you don't feel you're the best, you can definitely improve at it. And that's why I want to share these tips with you is because I've had a lot of experiences that I've brought on myself, but I've also taken advantage of. And I think it's an incredibly important skill because what you know, the knowledge you have, and if you want to share it with the world, the limiting factor of it is your ability to communicate it. And I think that that's what it comes down to. So on recap, number one, no one is going to say you spoke too slow or that you spoke too loud. Do your research slash prepare and practice. You got this TSP fam. And that does it for this episode of the talking shop podcast. Thank you very much for giving me your time. I really do appreciate it. I hope this episode did a good job of making you stop and think and evaluate about the topics discussed. I'd love to hear what you thought, so please feel free to give me a comment, rating, review, like on whatever platform you're listening on. Let me know what you want to hear next. Hit me up on social media at Coach Big Toe. That's at Coach B-I-G-T-O-E on Insta and Twitter. Remember, we can all get better together.